Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of Catch Up with Louise Makshari. This is the episode that focuses on the world of celebrity and entertainment. You're not going to hear anything properly serious in this because that's not really what this is about. Sometimes it gets serious, but most of the time we're just having a laugh uh, talking about some of the sillier things that are going on in the world. And the silliness continues, my friends. The horrors persist, but so does the silliness. And um, that is what we are going to talk about today. I have It's nine o'clock now. I'm recording this introduction I have had an insane day of silliness that has to be said it started out I went to the Arnett's fashion show I love a fashion show it's just like fun and brilliant and ridiculous you know like everybody gets really dressed up it's all about getting your pictures it's silly and fun and it was really fun to be there today how many times can I say silly in this introduction by the way I don't know what's going on with me I've had a long day <laughs> I started out there did the school run went to the Arnest fashion show then I went to therapy um I had like quite a like a, a an intense therapy session I had some revelations recently that I was talking about then I went into back into town to have a lunch uh for Gucci fragrance that's all part of my job as a beauty columnist um, and then I went to Esther's house to record this and you will hear I was borderline hysterical like at one stage I started laughing so hard I didn't know if I was going to be able to come back and then I went into town and uh, wrote my beauty column and um, introduced a screening of John Waters Hairspray in the IFI which is such a privilege to do. It's a film that I absolutely love, um, have loved since I was like six. Um, and it was really, really fun to introduce it and then to watch it in a room full of people who had chosen to be there. Uh, so people of taste, basically, is what I'm saying. So it's been a hectic day. And this was, uh, episode was recorded in the middle of that and it's slightly hysterical. I am off to Galway tomorrow because I am interviewing uh, Lorde Barra as part of the celebration of her new book. And I'm really looking forward to that. So if you are going, as you will, be listening to this it'll be tonight if you're listening on Wednesday um, if you're going I'll see you tonight I can't wait it's going to be loads of fun thank you very much to everyone who signed up for the Patreon I so appreciate it I can't get over how many of you are signing up at the moment um, not like it's hundreds but 
you know, every time I talk about it, a few of you sign up and it really means a lot to me that you make the decision to do that. So thank you so much. There will be a new Patreon episode next week. We are going to be doing the culture episode and which I'm very much looking forward to more about that anon. But I will be honest, guys, I don't feel like I'm making a lot of sense at this point in the day. So I think we better just get on with the hysteria as recorded from earlier this afternoon. Esther O'More Donahue, thank you for being my first contributor on this extra long celebrity entertainment slot. I know. It's like, where were you? Pinch yourself, write it down in the (laughs) diaries, get a tattoo, let's go. I mean, the thing is, it's probably not going to be extra long because the reality is we were already going extra long. It's just who we are. We can't help it. There's so much to say about these people and their antics. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, and actually there's loads to talk about this week because of course the BAFTAs happened. um, And there was actually a lot of kind of controversy that came out of the BAFTAs. A lot of wild behavior, I feel. Well, there was... Stuff going on in the red carpet before we even got in there. There was that um, interview with Andrew Scott mm-hmm. and a BBC uh, presenter who just asked. I just think, just think about saying this out loud. If you w- would, you ask someone in Tesco Express this question: Have you seen? Would you allude say, "Have you seen your coworkers' genitals or breasts or whatever?" You'd be like, "No, you wouldn't." So don't say it's a professional setting. It's weird. It's just weird. So basically. Uh, Andrew Scott wasn't nominated for anything, but he was there presenting an award with uh, his All of Us Strangers co-star Paul Meskell. And the film was nominated for loads of things. Yes. And it, frankly, it was sacrilegious. Sacrilegious, excuse <laughs> no, me. sacrilegious. High <laughs> mm. priest. Um, no, it was sacrilegious in my opinion that he was not nominated. He totally deserved to be nominated. He is incredible in that film. But anyway. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I made the mistake. I think I was saying this to our, anyway, whoever I was saying to it, it doesn't matter. But I made the mistake of watching that film on my own. Mm. Oh, I wasn't well. It was so sad. It was so sad. Anyway. What was it that got you? I think, I mean, it's, it's sort of, it is, it's affirming in one way because the message is, this is all we have, you know, love those ones. I think that's it. Love is the thing. But it's the, you know, whatever that maternal figure in your life is, that bond. And then it's just so brutally sad. And then at the end you think, oh, more, more misery. (laughs) We're going going into another apartment and we're just bopping us over the head. Do you not get it? I'm going to get it to you now. So it was was unrelentingly sad. But then you kind of go, better text somebody now. (laughs) You know, (laughs) am I going to organise my photographs? I'm going to do something after seeing this film. Do you know what I did, which people have said is very weird? I went to see it again. Now Louise McSherry, she can't get enough misery into her life. She's to go and see. I will say, I had bought the tickets for the second screening before I got invited to the special one that Paul and Andrew were actually going to. So mm-hmm. I didn't know. And I had the ticket already, but I wanted to go and see it again. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad I did because there was loads I picked up on the second time that I had missed the first time. Yeah. But it is, I mean, soul destroying. Now, my other little celebrity insider bit of titbit gossip here mm-hmm. is, or we're already running into things, is that... Uh, the dad, the man who plays the dad, the actor, I can't remember Jamie his name. Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell, correct. He was renting a house down from my friend in Dublin when they were here. And she got the person mixed up. She thinks she said Rooney Mara was here. And so I was like, is Joaquin Phoenix down the road from you? And then we realised it was Jamie Bell. And now I see he was obviously filming this film. Wait, 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 wait. In Dublin? Yeah. Did they film? You're like Esther, they didn't film Dublin. But anyway, Jamie Bell was here. No, because I, uh, at a Point in time, I can't, I don't know when it was because I'm so bad at time. Yeah. I was in the Fumbly and I was certain Jamie Bell was there beside me talking to two men. And I was like, that's Jamie Bell. 
So now you're telling me it's possible. Yeah, it's probably him. Wow. I did think it was Joaquin Phoenix. It wasn't with Jamie Bell. That's still good. It all makes sense now. Like joins through the, the hourglass. <laughs> okay, anyway. Okay, we're just... Oh, so Andrew, Andrew Scott, Scott who's in all of a strangers. A brutally sad film, but brilliant. Deserves all the awards. Was on the red carpet. BBC presenter Colin Patterson asked him whether he knew his fellow Irish actor Barry Keoghan well. And Scott smiled and replied that he did know him, but the smile faded after Patterson proceeded to question him on Keoghan's naked dancing scene from Stockburn. So he was not alluding... You know, it was just cringe. It was gross. And when I read about it, I was kind of like, oh, how bad can it be? And then I watched it and I was like, oh, no, it is really bad. Yeah. Like, he's like, did you see the dancing scene? And Andrew Scott is like, oh, what? Like, kind of doesn't really answer. And then he's like, was like, how close are you? Like, was it, do you think there was a prosthetic involved? I, and Andrew I, Scott is visibly just... uncomfortable. Just like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, oh, too far. <laughs> yeah. It's just like. I don't know. I personally felt watching the videos, a lot of the videos of the red carpet interviews at the BAFTAs that we have completely lost the run of ourselves because everybody's looking for like a viral moment. And so they're not actually being asked about the films anymore. They're being asked like everything else. And I understand that to a certain extent. It's like, it's fun to hear people talk. It's fun to see, hear the Irish actors talk about the other Irish actors. Like it's fun to hear different tidbits, but like, why is Lad Bible, and no offense, because actually Vogue Williams was the person doing the interviews and I thought she did a really good job. But like, why is Lad Bible on the red carpet for the BAFTAs? Like, I just find it all very confusing at this point. But I think you're right. Like the, I think, I mean, who we are, you know, who, let everyone be on the red carpet. Whoever, that Bible, whoever. But I think it's more yet. I guess the hosts or the presenters are under pressure to get these little sound bites. You yeah. want to get the funniest thing to go viral. But you can't, you can't force that. And it, it's just, everyone's just trying to get this, trying to get their own little angle and little slant on things, which is fair enough. But it's like, you know, on Who Weekly, when the that reporter brought up to Dakota Fanning, the... You know, he's like, oh, have you seen the meme of, you know, yeah. he was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. That meme. And she just kind of went, no, what does it mean? She was playing along. Like, it just, he kind of killed it because he was trying to get his own little kind of moment. And it's like, just leave it. Yeah. Just, we training, we need training. Well, yeah. And like, I will say I have done that job. I've been at the side of a red carpet with a microphone and it is really hard and really awkward and you're nervous. And like, these are the world's most famous people. And you also have a job to do and you've got to get your stuff. I'm not cut out for it. Like, I can't do it. So like, mm. all respect to those people because I wouldn't be able to do it. But I also just think we've kind of lost the run of ourselves I guess is what I'm saying so that was gross Could anyway. to me in the red carpet next year asking people questions you'd be great so where did you where's blah, the blah, best blah, 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 blah. <laughs> come here do you know what carvery is <laughs> me trying to explain to Pedro Pascal so it's like a, you get a roast joint of beef or, or chicken it could be chicken just, traditionally it is anyway yeah I oh, see I'm kind of into that though mm -hmm. to be honest so anyway that was before the yeah. going into the award ceremony and then we were Delighted as a nation when Killian Murphy won Best Actor for Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan also won Best Director and it won Best Picture. Mm. Uh, Emma Stone won Best Actor for Poor Things. And so they were the kind of the overall uh, winners. Barbie was nominated for Bits, didn't get anything. Mm. Um, but uh, they were all there. Um, the show was hosted by David Tennant. And it was this year, it was just like... Classic, classic award show. Mm. We love Ariana DeBose, but there was no Angela Bassett did the thing. Which I'm sure we spoke about oh, last year. My woman king. 
Yes. I, I mean, I miss her. <laughs> yeah. And um, so none of that. So it was just very straight down. I actually, sorry, every time yeah. that's mentioned, my friend had a birthday party uh, not long after that, like within weeks of that happening. And by the end of the karaoke party, <laughs> it was a karaoke party, sorry. And by the end of the karaoke, one of my friends was just doing Angela Bassett did the thing over a beat, just like over and over again. And we were all just like voguing around the room. And I cannot think of that without without that moment so it is the gift that keeps on giving it was a moment of joy also have to mention Divine Joy Randolph who won uh, for Best Supporting Actress um, for her role in The Holdovers now have you seen Mm -hmm. The Holdovers? I have not it's V good a friend of mine confessed yesterday a mutual friend of ours Mm -hmm. that she has in fact been lying about liking it because she didn't she thought it was quite boring I mean it's a bit slow but it's just no it's I think it's beautiful no disagree (laughs) isn't that funny though wait till I tell you who it was yeah you'll enjoy it the pressure I know you were like no I think it's really good like what do we all pretend to like that we don't like oh Taramasalata I don't know I don't know I like Taramasalata okay Um, Saltburn was nominated didn't win anything Hugh Grant introduced best director category with the Wonka inspired Diddy I love Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa have you seen Wonka no, I've seen him. I've seen him in the little cartoon, like when he's in the bell jar. Oh, or whatever. he's very, he's so good. I really liked Wonka, and actually, we've been listening to the songs a lot in my house. The kids are mad into them. The songs were written by Taylor Neil Swift? Hannon. Sorry, his name went out of my hand. Yeah, the songs are written by Neil Hannon from like the Divine Comedy Irish yeah. guy. He's Irish. Is he Irish? He is Irish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, but did you see Hugh Grant introducing Best Director? Very good. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. If you. Okay, we're just going to, this is the catch-up, so we're going to do for you. <laughs> he said, Oompa Loompa Doopity Dee, now the best director category. Oompa Loompa Doopity Dong, most of these films are frankly too long. Something you'd agree with. Yes. 90 minutes, tight 90 minutes. Please. Oompa Loompa Doopity Da, but for some reason the nominees are. Works with the British accent, so Very that good. was he granted a little. Into um, it. Yeah. Uh, everyone, nuts on Paul Maskell, as we mentioned, and Andrew Scott presented as uh, uh, for... Um, Best animated film, but as I said again, all of the strangers didn't win. They are just uh, the most loved men in the world. And then there was this other, this is another kind of feeding into maybe slightly people have lost their minds asking questions on the red carpet. People just don't have their moment. Uh, During the um, presentation of the best film to Oppenheimer, a BAFTA prankster uh, hopped up on stage behind the director and cast did you see this yeah um and he so he crashed the ceremony he snuck in and he was standing behind them um he joined the director Christopher Nolan producer Emma Thomas Killian Murphy on stage and um BAFTA responded to the incident incident saying a social media prankster which seems kind of sort of old-fashioned the way they say it a social media prankster was removed by security last night after joining the winners on the uh, final award for the final award on stage Uh, we're taking this very seriously and don't wish to grant him any publicity by commenting further Um, so you know it kind of is serious like he's standing on stage if you see any photos of the Oppenheimer people like winning the award he's Mm -hmm. he's there Mm -hmm. in those photos and like you know I've seen the bodyguard we know these famous people, they can be at risk. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that just anyone can end up on the stage no. at the BAFTA. No, just casually just sauntered up there. I, while I have it in my head, you know Kevin Costner has his great-great-granddad or something came from somewhere in Kilkenny? I did not know that. Thank you. 
My God. Talk about the gift that keeps on giving. That's you, Esther. I want everyone to bring these up and work now. (laughs) Just scatter them into your conversations over the next few days. Um, Michael J. Fox, I gather, was like, I actually didn't watch the BAFTAs. I I wanted to, but life intervened. Um, And Michael J. Fox was there and he had everyone very moved. Yeah, it was a surprise appearance. He presented the Best Picture Award. Um, It hadn't been listed beforehand, so it was a surprise. And uh, there was a gasp of excitement in the room Mm. when he entered. Uh, He had a document. Out last, uh, he had a documentary out last year called Still. Did you watch that? I did. It's very good. Yes, it was very good. So um, that, yeah, that was another, it was another layer to this year's award ceremony. Pretty sure the editor of that documentary is Irishman Michael Hart. Oh, we uh, are just, the facts are coming left <laughs> and right Well, today. I think I worked like near Michael Hart one time in an office about 20 years ago. So obviously every time he succeeds, I'm like, oh yeah. There he goes. His success is my <laughs> success. Yeah. Also a girl I used to know won a BAFTA. Okay. There you go. Uh, she won for producing a film called Earth, Mother- Earth Mama. And actually another girl I used to know, Shirley O'Connor. I mean, I still, I, if I saw them, I would say hello. We'd have a chat. Um, but yeah, two Irish producers won, um, won BAFTAs for Earth Mama. Amazing. Yeah. Very good. Aren't we great? Oh, we're the best. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, now, uh, moving on, big news for Kat Dealey. I mean, a big year in the Dealey Keelty household. Yes, Dealey Keelty, Dealey Keelty household. Yeah, so uh, ITV's this morning has been rudderless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holly willoughby has gone. Oh no! <laughs> Quickly, there's a there's a fire in the studio. Holly Willoughby's gone. <laughs> we need to capture her. Get her. <laughs> She's going by in a speedboat, a jet ski in the on the Thames. Don't be silly, Holly Willoughby. Oh, don't be silly, Holly Willoughby. Come on in. <laughs> Come on, we're going to make pasta with Claudia McKenna. <laughs> so yeah, so she's been gone because unfortunately for uh, Holly Willoughby, she who was Holly Willoughby's sister. <laughs> She left <laughs> in October 2023 oh out of fear there was a plot to kidnap her. Uh, so, <laughs> is the truth? It's the truth. Wow. Going to cancel Louise. We're just going to get cancelled. Louise is going to be the front of the knockline newsletter. This is what I'm saying though. This is why people shouldn't be able to just randomly get on the Bob's stage. These people are at risk and I'm, I'm not laughing at someone trying to kidnap Holly Willy Willy. It's just, yes, it's all too much for me. But it did happen. So anyway, she left. She now hosts Dancing on Ice exclusively currently. That's her. And she's got her wild 
a jewelry fashion label or whatever. Anyway, so no host. She's grand. She's fine. She's got a huge deal with loads of different people, and she's doing well. Anyway, so she's gone. So they were kind of tra- testing out different presenters mm. and kind of doing different pairings. Irishman Greg Doyle was in the mix for there and mm-hmm. for a while, and I'm sure he'll kind of cover and you know when people are sick. But anyway, the new. Female host of this morning is Kat Deedy and Ben Shepherd is her co-host. I think this is good. I think it's good. I remember when they announced that she was filling in, I misunderstood and thought that she had been announced at the time as the permanent co-host. Mm. And I was like, that makes sense because everybody who watched her on like SMTV and CD UK is now the age of people who watched this morning. And she was brilliant then and she's brilliant now. Did you see um, Patrick Keelty posted a really beautiful video of her? Yeah, yeah, it was very cute. I thought it was very cute. Yeah, it was very sweet. He said, Paddy from Dundrum County Dane wrote, I don't know what a morning person actually was until I met this woman. She gets up every day with a smile on her face at 5.30am, whistling in the shower, smile on her face. Oh, cat. You're a bit dodgy there now. I'd be like, please be quiet. Then <laughs> downs two coffees and gives you the look. Yeah, anyway, basically it was very sweet. Very you know, sweet. Basically, she's a, an open animal. They seem like a cute couple. And a so montage of all these little home videos yeah. of her. I will admit, I was kind of annoyed by the montage because she looked flawless throughout. It's disgusting. And even, even when she was like, I don't know, had a cake on her head or whatever, yeah. she still was... Yeah. We resent and support these women. Good for them. It's just that she's sound and beautiful. Yeah. And like, is that fair? No. I'm not sure it is. It's not fair. It's I'm not, not fair. sure it is. Amy but, Huberman's another one. Sound and gorgeous. But not fair. Not fair. But we are not just 80% happy for her. We are 100% happy for her. And Patrick Keelty. I'd say the kids are like, what the F is going on? Our parents are like all over the place. Well, the They're thing so is, busy. it's, it's got to be kind of weird though, because the Late Late Show is kind of struggling a little bit. And I kind of have feel for Patrick Keelty. Like he came into such a massive, massive gig trying to re-establish it as a new thing while mm-hmm. also hang on to the people who used to listen to it or watch it because they had such huge viewers. So he's got this massive thing going on. Now Kat's got this ginormous thing going on. Like, what is it like in their house at the moment? I can't even imagine. I don't know, but they seem like they can weather this storm together. Yes. This storm of celebration together, yeah. Happy I believe them. in them. Mm-hmm. Happy for them. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about Madam Webb because I cannot remember the last time I have seen a film so universally panned. Um, and I think it's such a shame because we don't get that many, like, superhero blockbuster films that are centered around a female cast. And this just seems to have been a disaster. Not since Leap Year was given two stars in New Magazine. <laughs> have I wanted to go see a film? Less. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I wanted to go see Leap Year because New Magazine gave me two stars. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be brilliant. Anyway, Madam Webb. It's a Sony Marvel movie, Dakota Fanning. Dakota no, Johnson. Dakota Johnson. I made a choice and yeah. I got it wrong. <laughs> Dakota Johnson is the lead and um, Brian, for, for an example, it's kind of being universally not well received. People yeah. are not liking it. Brian Lloyd of entertainment.ie gave it half a one star. Yeah. Um, and yeah, people are saying it is a grade A stinker. Um, and there was obviously a lot of money put behind it. It's mm. got a... A stellar cast and obviously this is kind of the introduction they're going to build the whole franchise about it but it looks like it look you know looking at the box office returns it didn't make um didn't no. even make the budget or the budget it took to didn't recoup its 
expenditure. So, Which is wild because, like, Brian Lloyd writes, he says, for a start, nobody was really clamoring for this movie. Sure, mm-hmm. comic book movies are in their flop era, and Sony's repeated attempts at making any kind of comic book movie outside of Spider-Man or Venom have been flagrantly terrible. But Madam Web exists solely in the minds of studio executives looking for cheap, sellable content. In fact, there's a nice chunk of corporate synergy going on here. PepsiCo must have underwritten a sizable chunk of the production budget, as there are examples of product placement in this ball of shit that would make <gasps> Michael Bay <laughs> weep wow. with joy. The final set piece actually takes place on top of a neon Pepsi-Cola sign, really. You see, I think, again, it's all fitting into the same thing. If you want to meme things, if you want to just pull out clips that you're kind of just going to, people are going to blindly walk to the cinema and go and see, you can't just you have to put money and talent in behind the scripts and I'm sure there are talented people working on the scripts like that but it's you can't just feed no. us complete fast food we need quality yeah. and they, they have all the raw materials they've got the budget they've got the cast yeah and Brian says like you can actually see Dakota Johnson disassociated <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> during the performance. So, so a friend of mine, Patrick, uh, went to see the film mm-hmm. this week and I messaged him by way of research. And I said, Patrick, please report back. I knew we were going to be talking about it. I said, I need to know if it's as shit as everyone says. And he says, well, dot, 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 it is. Crying, laughing face. He says, I wish it leaned more camp rather than just plain boring. Yeah. And now Even that is an indictment. If, if, if it can, you can enjoy something if it is just so ridiculous and yeah. campy. But if it's just... Yeah, like I went to see Book Club 2 and it was truly awful, Mm -hmm. but I really enjoyed it Yeah, because it was ridiculous, Mm -hmm. you know, and there is the sublime in the ridiculous. So maybe go see All of Us Strangers, not in your own, don't go see Madam Web. Yeah. No, not recommended. Um, Now, a casting bit of news this week that I just don't remember the last time I heard something that made so much sense um, is in regard to the Devil Wears Prada musical adaptation that is going to be happening in London. Who's going to be playing Miranda Priestly? Dot, dot, dot. Vanessa Williams. Stunning. Former star of Ugly Betty will be playing the iconic fictional runway magazine editor-in-chief from the Devil Wears Prada. And it's going to begin performances in London in October. I'm super excited about this because, first of all, Vanessa Williams is an incredible, like, she's incredible as a person. So she was Miss America. Hmm? Am I getting this right? She, pretty sure she was Miss America. She certainly was like the winner of one of those pageants. But I think it was Miss America and it was a really big deal at the time because she was black and um, she became super popular. And then, yeah, she was Miss America in 1984. Um, and she became super popular. She sang. She can sing. She sang, Sometimes the snow comes down in June. Did I pretend I was a star of that video a million times and travel around the house in my aunt's bridesmaid dress thinking, I'm the most beautiful child that's ever lived? Of course! I remember vivid memories of my favorite thing to do. And this is really now, guys, this is who I really am. Okay. Like it, <laughs> She's got her leopard skin uh, print runners on her. She's cool. But who, who are you really, Louise? I really am the girl whose favorite thing to do as a kid. And now if I was given the option was to go stand beside a friend who had a piano, who could play that piano, make them play songs on the piano so that I could sing them. That is, I mean, that is genuinely, that was my favorite thing to do when I was a teenager. I still would love it now. Louise, I could totally see this for you. A Countess Luanne de la Sepp style evening. Cabaret. Cabaret. We do the sugar club. Oh. Louise McSherry and friends. I want the friends. 
Sorry. Can I play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and the Tin Blue Whistle? I can. And the Kerry Polka? I can. Sorry. Yes! We should actually do this. Yes! Like, that would Perfect. be so funny. Louise McSharry and Friends. Maybe Emer can sing. Emer can sing. Sophie can sing. Yeah. They can do a little duet. They can do Elaine Page. Yes. Another song I used to sing with my friend at the piano. What that nine-year-old has gone through. I know him so well. It took time to understand him. She's nine. I know him so well. I can tap dance very badly. Wow, Cassie guys. Delaney can ta- tap dance. Look. Yeah, James and Kian produced a whole unbelievable, like, drag competition. Well, it wasn't really drag. No, it was like, um, it was the snatch, like the snatch game. Guys, there's so much possibility. There's real potential here. Oh my goodness. Maybe we could do it for Christmas. Yeah. The catch-up cabaret. <laughs> Perfect. No one steal that. Okay, that's TM. Be like, no, you're okay. You can have that one. <laughs> anyway, that anyway. Is, that is who I truly am. And I used to stand beside my friend Stephanie and we would sing, you go and save the best for last. And anyway, that is a Vanessa Williams song. And she played Wilhelmina Slater, obviously, in Ugly Betty. She was so good as a bitchy magazine editor. She's going to be perfect. She's perfect. Yes. She's perfect for this. And I kind of feel like, I mean, I do love Vanessa Williams and everything, but it, this sort of hit me the same way the Sandoval um, scandal hit me because I, I could see some of my friends were losing their minds. You were very excited as well about it. Um, but I do appreciate that she is a phenomenal performer. And I like what she's been through. Like, she tried to, they tried to shame her back in the day. It was they a different did. time. Because she, I don't know if she posed with photos or she had photos taken when she, she was Playboy, topless yeah. or whatever. And But no, you can't be tamed. You can't be shamed. And yeah. here she is. She's going to be uh, in the Devil Wears Prada musical. I'm very excited. So it's going to be brilliant. And um, I'm really sorry. I did a full sniffle in the into the microphone there. Sorry about that, guys. That's um, quite all right. Sometimes life happens. Um, Louise is human. She there sniffles. Were, Two more things, Esther. I'm going to spring one thing on okay. you. Okay. And, and then a breaking thing mm-hmm. that we just mm-hmm. read as we came to the microphones. First thing is, um, I am wildly excited about Celebrity Big Brother. We have had years without it. Celebrity Big Brother has brought me some of my favorite moments of entertainment <gasps> in my David's, entire life. David's dead. David is dead. David is dead. The best. What about, would you like me to be the cat? Would you like, me and my brother still say that to each other, just yeah. randomly. Would you like me to be the cat? I was um, recently at a party and I met a friend of a friend and <laughs> she is like a pop culture jukebox. Mm-hmm. You can literally just request pop culture moments and she can perform the entire thing as if she has a script in front of her and she could do so many Celebrity Big Brother moments. Anyway, we've okay. been without it for years. It's coming back. It's starting on March 4th. So that's like Ooh. really soon yeah. at 9pm. It's going to be on Virgin Media 2 and Virgin Media Player. Very exciting. So obviously Real? the speculation has begun in terms of who is going to be in it and already there is a favourite to win with odds of seven to one, mm-hmm. Louis Walsh. I think he's a great presenter. I think he's a great manager, but I just don't see him for Celebrity Big Brother. So here's my intel on Louis Walsh. I've met Louis Walsh a couple of times. Um, I think he might. What's he doing? He loves attention, you know? I've met him a couple of times and um, he is the kind of, like, 
he will just insult people to their faces. Like, he does not care. Not necessarily in a vicious way, but, like, when I met him within moments, he was giving out about a group of people. I'm not going to go into specifics here. And someone in the room was like, oh, my daughter was there. And he was like, well, I'm sorry, but it's shit. Like, he does not care Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. And I do think that that would be wildly entertaining. It would be. I'd say, yeah, he's a great man for the gossip, but they've been behind the scenes. He's done too many reality shows. Oh, he'd be giving it all away. He called... A very famous person. He told me a very famous person was a CNX Tuesday. I'd only met him like five minutes previously. He'd yeah. be giving it all away. Well, I well, I, I'm sure if he, I'm sure he could secure himself a huge fee based on that. But who else is who else is suggested? That's really the main one. They're talking about um, Ekin Sue from Love Island. Oh yeah. Um, Kate Middleton's uncle Gary Goldsmith I don't know who that is Amir Khan's wife Fariel Makdoom like I don't yeah we'll just have to wait and see because the reality is we won't know until they go in for sure or like on the day they go in they'll probably probably leak it but I will be absolutely glued to that you better believe I will be watching every moment because I think with those shows I think just think the relentlessness of being in there I think you obviously go in the game and I'm not going to reveal this I'm not going to do X, Y and Z but living with people for that amount of time that you don't know and you've no, you can't just pop up to the shops, you can't just pick up your phone. You're like, if you stop eating or breathing in that yeah. way, I'm going to just, yeah. Yeah, I really don't know how I would do on a show like that. Like, I not that I would know. be invited, but like, I mean, would I, would I be sound and like end up being friends with everyone or would I have a homicidal break and murder everyone? Like, I truly feel like it could go either way. You have to make a really strong choice. I'm just going to tune it all out and meditate because... If you go down the rage route of someone chewing their food or keeps hogging, you get, you get annoyed about someone taking too many slices of rasher or bacon or something. Anyway. See, the problem is that I can't hide my feelings. Yeah. So like, if I like you, you will know. Yeah. If I don't like you, you will also know. It would be funny. I can imagine the cuts between something going on to the right and then a cut to Louise's face and just the cloud. Oh, it would be road. so bad. I'd be in so much Anyways, trouble. Anyway, so that's our March 4th, so we're excited about that, yes. March 4th. News. And then the final thing that I wanted to bring up, which I forgot to mention to you ahead of time, so yeah. I apologise, Esther, is Billie Eilish is in trouble. Did you see this? Yeah, was this about TikTok yeah. people? Yeah. So they where were where was she? I saw the thing, but I didn't see where she was. She so the was. People's Choice Awards were on on Sunday night. Now the People's Choice Awards are so American because it's a it's a public vote award show. So it's not taken as seriously as the other award shows, and they've got like really populist categories like you know Billie Eilish won for like best favorite television performance or whatever she won mm-hmm. for her acting in Swarm now I, she very I thought very coolly de- de- dedicated her award to the lead actress from Swarm because she's bloody amazing and she's right um, but there's you know it's a lot more mainstream and populist than the other award shows so lots of people from social media were there there were loads of TikTokers there and unfortunately for Billie Eilish she was caught having a quick chat with Kylie Minogue and saying there's some like TikTokers here. And that's all that was mm-hmm. caught. No, she was definitely a little bit disdainful. But frankly, I think if I was Billie Eilish, I would also be disdainful. And I say this as a content creator, we are very annoying people. Well, it's I'm sure it's just for her. There are there are, there are levels within that world. Yeah. And I saw that she kind of covered her mouth. So she wasn't trying to be mean, whatever she was fully disclosing to Kylie. She, you know, so because now yeah. everyone's lip reading everything you can't. You can't do it. You can't go on a red carpet without somebody lip reading you, Louise, as I'm sure you're well aware of. So she said what she said. She did what she did. She like, I just think, you know, there were apparently some, I heard reports of some TikTokers like queuing up at people's tables to ask for photographs and like acting like 
fans. And I kind of feel like if you're in a situation, and I have been in this situation where I've been like, you know, for example, at the Victor and Ralph Couture show, and like, I do not belong there. Like, what the was I doing there but I was so happy to be there but you have to behave Uh like act like you're supposed to be there yeah you know don't be to quote Luanne Delseps just be cool don't Don't be be all all uncool Like, seriously, though. And you can catch Louise and friends in Cabaret <laughs> this Christmas. We've only got nine months left. So nine and a half months uh, left. Let's get it organised. I will say I do feel sorry for the, um, for, I mean, not that sorry, obviously, but I do feel sorry for the celebs that they now have to cover their mouth, like, all the time because there's so much lip reading and stuff. I know. Like, I was watching some of the... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just feeding into the... I am part of the problem. But I was watching some of the TikToks of Taylor Swift from like around the Super Bowl. And she's like, every single time she speaks to someone, she has to put her hands yeah. up around her mouth like this because and what, she's what, what is she saying? She's going, I farted. <laughs> the whole time. Stop farting it, Taylor, please. She's like, oh, I did it again. <laughs> we don't know what she's saying. <laughs> oh my God. Esther, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me Esther Two Names on Instagram. I rarely post. I rarely do stories, but still, it's nice to see those numbers keep going up and then go down and then go back up again. <laughs> when she does, though, it's good. It's good quality. When I do, I know you I'm like, a good quality uh, Instagrammer. Yeah, quality, not quantity. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. I know. Yeah, and um, oh yeah, we are going to be doing a special once-off Sunday roast episode coming up soon. So if you follow the Sunday roast podcast, you yeah. know. And follow that anyway, because if you haven't listened to it, um, it is really good fun. Yeah, there's lots of episodes up there. Fun, wholesome listen. Mm -hmm. Esther and Mordonahue, thank you so much. Thank you, Louise. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.